Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. We're republishing a series from three years ago called the Y-Pop series here on People of Purpose. And the reason that we're republishing this is because we're rededicating our commitment to the cause. It's been three years that we've had a podcast, two and a half years of having a newsletter. And now we're adding another leg or arm or chapter to People of Purpose. And this is the Pop Patreon. This is where you can be a patron of people of purpose we're starting off with just one dollar for your first two months you would be able to join our private facebook group where we're going to have a members only type of discussion a chance to meet some of the the people of purpose guests and mentors that we've brought on the show and featured in the newsletter and now let's listen to part three of the why pop series hope you enjoy hello and welcome to why pop episode number three Today I'm talking about building a world-class network, team, and family. Again, I'm Tanner Badgley. I'm the host and creator of People of Purpose. And let's begin this journey today. So today I wanted to talk about growing a team that's committed to living with purpose and intentionality. How to get your self-belief up so that you believe in yourself and then you get others to believe in you. And how you can continue to water and feed relationships, building accountability, growing your network, connecting your worlds, and it all revolves around being aware of your purpose, voicing it, and connecting that purpose with others. I wanted to share how I've been able to do that and give some actionable steps as to how you could do that. So one key way that I've recently been able to, to live with a world-class network team and family is that I have developed an awareness of my purpose. I've actually been living it out and refining it as I've lived it. So... I moved to Thailand because I had this major concussion. I had um, some depression related to my breakup. I didn't have a fulfilling job. I was living in a cold environment when my body was broken. All of these factors made me realize I'm not living out my purpose. What is it that is my purpose and how am I gonna even find out what that is? I made it to Thailand. I started my blog, studentoftheworldblog.wordpress.com has about 17 entries and I just started to understand what I was learning, what those themes were, what my opinions were, what my worldview was, and I became aware of that purpose. Once I became aware of my purpose related to uh, bringing people to the potential that they have, given their God-given abilities and gifts, um, and using my best skills, which are related to communication and um, interpersonal skills connecting with people, I'm asking questions and finding answers. I've I've been able to kind of move more and more into those roles. I started my podcast, but I also have started to read books about these topics. And I have begun being an actual teacher in California now, in San Francisco. I'm going to end the episode reading some excerpts from some of these most powerful books I've read in the past year. Um, But first, I want to share about some of the people in my life that... I consider to be part of my network team and family in growing towards my purpose. I've mentioned the life design team. This is with Danielle and Lauren. 
I think that that's been instrumental for me because when I was just traveling through San Francisco for a week, as I was shopping around for where I might be wanted to go to law school, I was able to meet with both of them in San Francisco. Um, Danielle had been teaching in Thailand with me and Lauren was her sister. It was my first time to meet both of them. And we decided at, at brunch that we would read this book together that Lauren had started called Designing Your Life. Ever since reading that book, we've been following through a lot of those action steps related to um, how to ask yourself the right questions, how to journal about what gives you energy and what takes away your energy. And we've, we've made some accountability as for how we can build a more purposeful life. They've been instrumental in helping me to start my podcast, giving me the confidence that what I believe and what my voice is and what my purpose is, is actually something that needs to be shared with people. And I've needed that, that extra boost to be able to get there. Um, and what, what we have coming up um, is going to be an interview about my um, one year journey with People of Purpose, because it's People of Purpose's birthday, I believe, today, um, as I'm recording this on October 13th. And you'll get to hear more about their story and our story together. Another person that I was able to meet living out my purpose and starting to voice it um, was Joe, um, Joe Cecil. He's in episode 13, I believe. He is the one who went to prison for 10 years and found his purpose in prison and now has become a serial like social entrepreneur and is doing a lot to build the community of Topeka and being very mindful and intentional about how he does that. And the way I met Joe was actually, I was encouraged by my life design team to start um, a, a meetup group in which I would find like-minded Topekans as I was living in Topeka, studying for the law school exam, the LSAT, and substitute teaching. My plan was to find like-minded Topekans that wanted to live a life of purpose and wanted to design their lives with intentionality. Joe is the person who came to my meeting after I put out the manifesto of what this group is about. And we sat there over a beer for about two and a half hours and I was just amazed at his thoughts and like the beauty of, of his life trajectory. Coming from um, a big, like a, multi, a million dollar drug bust in which he was caught um, with a lot of illicit substances and going to prison for over a decade um, to where he is now in his mid thirties has been incredible to hear. And I really encourage you to go back and listen to that episode number 13. But meeting Joe really inspired me to realize like I can actually do this. And we've stayed in contact. We message every now and then. And a, you know, like less than a year later, I was able to interview him for my podcast. Also, I was able to get my job right now in my teacher residency program because I had found that intentionality and that purpose. And I started to call recruiters after I'd met with my career counselor. So I was, it was the summer of 2017 and I was debating about whether I would go to law school or become a teacher. I had met Jeff Baxter because I had voiced my purpose to my former high school art teacher. And as I was voicing that purpose, he told me I needed to meet Jeff Baxter. Jeff Baxter um, had spent 10 years as an attorney and had recently, or not recently, but like had for 30 some years been a teacher and recently become the Kansas State Teacher of the Year and inducted into the National Teachers Hall of Fame. He was a perfect person for me to talk to. After talking to him, I realized I needed to, to shift to teaching. And after I realized that, I met with my career counselor from my college as I was visiting Minnesota. I started calling recruiters to find out 
about their program and ask them questions. I really trust my investigative abilities when it comes to questioning and thinking thoughtfully through something. If somebody is going to give me the time um, and the energy to be able to dialogue. So after calling recruiters, I eventually met a recruiter um, with Kip who made me feel like this was a really good opportunity for what I was looking for. He fast-tracked me through the application, and he actually like um, kind of became my personal concierge in a way when I was in Montreal, out of the country, not available for these video or these yeah video calls and phone calls. Um, he just gave me his personal number, and I called in when I was ready. That was amazing. Um, and then I've just been able to build this network around the world. And I was recently reminded of that um, on my birthday and when I first moved to San Francisco. So when I first moved to San Francisco, I put out a Facebook post about how my life has was transforming, that I was moving from Thailand to San Francisco, that I've started this program that had a crazy amount of graduate school work at the beginning. Now I've found my first apartment. I've been biking around this city everywhere I go in San Francisco, been trying new foods from all over the world. And I've really been putting all of these learnings that I've done, reading in my hammock, going to yoga teacher training, doing the 10-day meditation course, been putting all of that to work towards a productive purpose in the real world. Mm. I work 60 to 70 hours a week, and I'm finally starting to feel grounded in that feeling of being productive, but also being mindful in the productivity. That's been a big challenge, but I'm getting there. Anyways, when I first moved to San Francisco, I put out a post and I got 285 likes on this Facebook profile picture change with a story about how my life was changing. I was shocked and amazed at that. Like That is de by far the most likes I've ever had. I'm not like a self-promoting person. I'm not like a big marketing person. I just shared what was happening with my life and changed my profile picture. But seeing where all those different likes came from, that they were from like 15, 20 different countries and that almost like so many of the people I actually had gotten to know pretty well and they knew me really well. It was amazing to feel such love pouring in from all corners of the globe. Also recently on my birthday, I was reminded of, of this feeling too with all the private messages people sent me. I had friends from Morocco in my study abroad. I had friends from McAllister in Minnesota. From my college experience, I had friends from high school in Topeka, Kansas. I had a ton of friends from Thailand, including my girlfriend, sending me a lot of really sweet messages. And I also had friends in San Francisco um, putting it out on group messages. I was called actually with a, a FaceTime by my cohort of 15 people and my director in the middle of their class while I was with my family who was visiting me in San Francisco. Everything was coming together and it felt amazing. So I guess my point is find your inner home and you'll find so many outer homes. If you feel home in yourself, you can be a nomad. You can be someone that actually lives in the same place for a long time. You can have 10 different jobs. You can have one job. You can have um, a very busy, productive life, or you can have a life that's spent um, in solitude, not doing so much. But the point is, find your inner home, and all those outer homes will come. It's not Building a network is not about searching outward. It's about knowing yourself inwardly, expressing that to others, connecting with them, in that sense of shared purpose, and then the two of you combine your energies to each cultivate each other's purpose. And when you're doing that on a wide scale with these one-on-one -on -one relationships and you're even bringing them into group relationships, amazing things can happen. One amazing thing that's happened um, was my 15 months of being a nomad. 
um, kind of vagabonding around the world, um, mostly in um, the United States and Thailand. And I was actually traveling to experience other people's lives. I wasn't traveling to go stay in a hotel, have a party and get out. I was actually staying in the apartments of people. I was actually going with them through their work days and work lives. And I was getting a sense of what their hometown or their, their community culture is like. I went to New Hampshire to meet up with my good friends from my hike and my trek in Nepal I had done um, back in 2016 in March. Um, so a year and a half later, I'm finding myself in New Hampshire and Montreal, trekking with them again, staying overnight at the camp that they ran for trekkers. And we put on a dinner and a breakfast and sang songs and did comedy. And I got to meet all their coworkers and sleep with them in the shared dormitory. That was amazing. Going to Montreal, staying with my friend Bridget in the basement, um, being able to do podcast interviews. She gave me a bike. I biked around the city there. Um, we spent time going to trivia, meeting her boyfriend. These kind of things are amazing. Um, I went to Minneapolis and I had jobs lined up. I was able to be a bar back again at Union Bar. In downtown Minneapolis, I was able to landscape again. And I had my job teaching English online throughout all of this. I went to Nashville to visit my friend Casey in law school. And Dylan came with me and we road tripped. And we spent a week there learning about his life and meeting his friends and seeing all the scenes. And I went to New York. And I got to travel New York in such a perfect way. It was... Um, end of September of 2017 and I stay with my friend Josh in Brooklyn who does a lot of work in film and I spent every day having lunches with with a friend from a different walk of my life whether it be Morocco or McAllister or high school and I spent a lot of time with myself and I was reading and I was taking um, their subway system and I was going to Central Park by myself and I was going to yoga studios, and I was just getting a sense of what it's actually like to live there. I spent about 10 days there, and it was amazing. Um, yeah, and I got to um, essentially live this digital nomad life in Thailand as well. There's a lot of people there my age who have relocated there because of the cost of living that are um, building their own online businesses, and I wasn't exactly doing that. I was building my podcast, which I, I believe will be an online business. Mm -hmm. um, right now, it's just volunteer. Um, but I was, I was doing that, and I was finding a sense of belonging with them because I was able to um, have the kind of like freedom of time to do as I pleased throughout my day. I needed to get my work done, whether it be teaching English online for a couple hours in the evening or producing a new podcast episode or doing an interview or doing something related to new marketing efforts, reading books about how to grow this. But also I just had so much time to decide when I wanted to, when I needed to sleep more, when it was time to go to yoga, how I could incorporate my meditation practice, how to be a better boyfriend I was as I was starting to commit to my relationship with my girlfriend in Thailand. All these things just added a lot of richness to my life experience to where now I have a situation in which so many people believe in me and my sense of purpose. And it's led me to having two different Instagram managers that will volunteer their time for it. It's led me to having people coming visit me in San Francisco and taking me out to show them their friends. And it's led to so much outpouring of love related to the podcast. And I love it. It, it really keeps me going.
So my relationships don't depend on physical proximity. I keep people in my life and send them private messages from time to time. They send me. I love to send media, whether it be an inspiring video that relates to something I know they're going through or a quote or a picture. I like to keep them updated with my life. I like to be updated with their life. Sometimes I'll just randomly call someone that's on my mind and if they answer, it's amazing. I did that with my friend Josh a few weeks ago as I was walking home. And I stay in touch with people of all, all kinds. Uh, my friend Nathan from high school was a special ed student I used to sit next to in eighth grade tech. And now we message each other every week um, about things like the new parrot that he has or about um, something he's seeing on TV or about just what's going on in my life and asking me where I am, what I'm doing in the world. And it's really cool because he's not someone able to travel um, because of his disabilities. Um, but I feel like he gets to travel through me and that's felt really purposeful. Um, also, um, I went to a wedding in Topeka recently and I was able to run into some high school friends, including my ex-ex-ex girlfriend from third grade. And it was so such a happy experience to reconnect and find harmony with them. And it's weird how like everybody has kind of at this point knows that I have this People of Purpose podcast. Um, and it's cool that they actually like have such an interest in what I'm doing with my life and seem to believe in me, even though we don't even know each other anymore so much. So one actionable step I would recommend you do is instead of messaging or calling, FaceTime. FaceTime makes it such a more real, genuine experience. It's such a good way to remain, to maintain those relationships that are no longer with you physically. Two people don't need to be in the same place. You can still feel and emote with somebody else. Um, you need to learn to trust your heart over your logic. If, if you're telling yourself, oh, I don't know when I'm going to see this person again, that's not like a really productive mindset to take for your relationships. It's how can we evolve our relationships so that we can still both really harness all the sense of purpose that our relationship does have. And I, I also recommend finding freedom in fear. So fear is this really funny thing that, that oftentimes like restricts us or binds us or keeps us um, inactive towards something we know would, would be amazing for us because there's a risk. But we have to take risks because that's how we find freedom. And when you continue to overcome fears and you continue to embrace new, profound, unique experiences that shape you in a way that you could not have anticipated had you not faced that fear and tried it, um, that's how you find the freedom. And when you find increasing levels of freedom, you find increasing subtleties and nuanced and understandable ideas about your sense of purpose in the world. You harness your passions you use them for good without asking what, what you're going to get in return because you just know you're going to get so much in return. And you know when you get so much in return, you have an obligation to give it. It's like kind of the old adage, like if you learn something, teach that, teach that to someone. If you receive a gift, give someone a gift. Um, it's just like this, this cycle that you are an active agent in and by overcoming that, that fear and finding freedom, you find more space and opportunities and potential to give in a more purposeful way. You should also live within your nature. I think that sometimes it's hard to um, base a relationship 
with others around what they, that person mm-hmm. wants and needs. You need to know what you want and need and, and what best serves those wants and needs and how you can harmonize that with theirs. So listen to your heart, but don't let things get overwhelming. Don't feel like, oh, I have to do this for this person now because I promised it or because I don't overpromise, by the way, or because I, um, I know that they, they need this. If it doesn't fit with your, your current energy load, whether it be like you're writing a, a couple papers, you're working a couple jobs, you're producing a podcast, you're needing to get sleep, you're trying to have your mind calm enough for meditation, you're trying to go to yoga, you're trying to maintain relationships with your parents. Find that time and space every week in which you can carve out for this purposeful giving. Maybe you can batch those instances where, like for me, it's oftentimes on a Saturday afternoon, I'm laying in my hammock or sitting in the park and I'm just sending messages to five, six, seven, eight people that I know that I, I can love right now and that, that probably um, need um, some inspiration, that have expressed that before, that seem to rely on me in certain ways um, to give them something that um, that they value and that improves our relationship. Um, and it's been great to be able to do that and then just hear back about how they're really growing in their purpose. Um, I've been able to be a part of several people's journeys, um, kind of as a teacher and as a podcaster. And it's, it's this incredible feeling that I feel like I'm just like at the tip of the iceberg of, um, to be able to invest and pour into others, um, and put faith in people who know you. So my next point I wanted to talk about was about when people give you a suggestion or line you up with an opportunity or tell you to meet somebody that you need to meet, do it. Put your faith in the people who know you best. When people know you and their eyes light up and say, you need to go to this place. You need to try this program. You need to talk to this person. Those are the opportunities where your, your like richness and your purpose, your life richness and fulfillment can skyrocket. Um, I think our society has these notions about richness and wealth as based around like your money, your purchasing power. But I think there's so many other forms and a couple of them are related to how you use your time and who is in your world, who is part of your network, your team, your family, who are you sharing the experience of life with? When you have opportunities to share life with amazing people, you become an amazing person yourself. Don't ever neglect that. Don't overlook that. Stay true to your mission. Sometimes that might require some solitude, some deep work, productive times. But also stay true to that sense of connectedness with people and with humanity because that's where the true magic and wealth is. Also, find people who know themselves and share your mission. You can't always be in a role model figure with people because you're not actually like, you're not benefiting from it as well. Um, and it's really good to be a role model to people, but you need people also who can be a role model to you or can be on a peer-to-peer level with you. When you're finding people who know themselves that have a sense of mission that's similar to yours, you guys each have mutual buy-in into that relationship and you're able to each, to follow each other's suggestions, advice, and recommendations um, in this amazing, beautiful way because it's not based around who's going to get what from someone else. It's based on how can we both move forward together in our lives. 
Let's set up a call next week to talk about my situation where I'm changing my job. Let's talk about how I could develop my meditation practice to be like yours. Let's talk about how I could embrace stress the way that you do. And challenging each other to become like each other in these certain gifted ways um, is where really like character building really takes place. So try recording a podcast interview with a friend. Try writing down their story. Try coming up with a story together of who you are. Um, recently, I did this really cool thing with a couple, uh, with one couple and another guy who just had a breakup, um, and then my girlfriend. And we each submitted a video sharing who we are in our relationship with our significant other. So um, Grady, my friend, who had just had the breakup, shared about how he loves himself and who he is in that love. I shared about me and my girlfriend and who we are. We called it our elevator pitch of who we are as a couple. And it was this really cool like bonding experience to see every individual's video describing their relationship with their significant other or themselves. And it was this really like spur of the moment idea that happened while I was in a group FaceTime. Um, and I'm really happy it happened because it was very like intimate in a way and also helped me to really reflect and refine what it is that I wanted to say and how I was going to present who we were as, as a couple. Um, so share your writing and ideas with others. Vouch for each other. When somebody is, is being slighted, stand up for them. Give them the resources they need to get back up again. Help people move forward in their lives and they'll help you move forward in, in yours. Also get letters of recommendations, get um, your foot in the door through invitations and write what you want that other person to say. If you really have your eye on something, write out why it is that that is, that is the perfect match for you, why you're the perfect match for that and have somebody else sign off on that or connect you with someone who can sign off on that. That's how I got to Thailand. That's how I got to Kip. That's how I've been able to get myself health insurance in California. Other people are busy, and if you're in the early stages of relationship with them, say you just met them, they're not going to just go out and write about you, but they may know your character in certain ways, and your, your friend has given a glowing recommendation, let's say, but you need to, to, to set them up for success by sharing out what it is that, that is driving your movement towards, towards that ultimate goal that, that is purposeful to you. And when they find that you're willing to go that extra mile, like when you say, we're setting up a lunch interview to talk about X, Y, and Z because of X, Y, and Z, I am this kind of person, that really like frames the conversation and sets intentions in a way that um, can be very powerful because both parties can prepare and both parties kind of know a little bit about what to expect um, so that you can have a very strategic conversation also, reach out to strangers and be available to strangers. Know that your vision pitch, find solitude within yourself within that pitch. Know that even when people aren't around you, when the phone's not ringing, when no messages are coming in, when you're on airplane mode for days sometimes, um, when you're at a, a meditation center, let's say, know that within yourself, you're okay. You have everything you need within you. All you need is to draw attention to that light inside and bring it out. Also, your family, however you define family, can be really helpful. That is your support system related to your roots. When you are able to um, draw from the nutrients of those around you that are closest to you, 
um, I think that's where your vision becomes very like amplified. Like you need to manifest it. Um, and strangers can be helpful to that. And you also can be helpful to strangers who have the same feeling when they're reaching out to you. So yeah, don't always look for what that end goal is. I was talking about that last time. It's not about the end goal. It's about the process towards that goal. And in that process, new people are going to come into your life and you should greet them warm heartedly. Um, develop great questions. Ask why. Say, um, could you tell me more? How did that make you feel? Just be empathetic and add value to your conversations, to your relationships, to your interactions, and I know that you will receive them back. So to wrap it all up, to build a world-class network, team, and family, you need to grow your team through commitments to purpose and intentionality. You need to believe in yourself, get others to believe in you, continue to water and feed those relationships. My friend Craig in Thailand just recently sent me this amazing video about the bamboo tree. So to grow a bamboo tree, it takes five years before you can even see it pop out of the ground. But you have to water it every day. After it pops out of the ground, it grows to, I think, 90 meters tall in five weeks. The question is, how long did it take for that tree to grow from the ground up? It took five years. We only see five weeks of it. Invest. Be patient. Things take time, but once things start to take off, they will take off rapidly. I wanted to finish today's episode talking about um, reading some passages from a few different books that I found very impactful on me um, in the last year. The first is my book, Love Does by Bob Goth. I received this book from a podcast guest, um, Jeanette Wood. She was a recent guest, I think episode 27, 26, and um, she gave it to me after our podcast interview. She's also someone now that's in my network team and family. Um, and I was introduced to her by a fan of the podcast who I did not know. I made myself available to a stranger. I recently talked about this book in the Why Pop newsletter. If you haven't re been receiving that, I really encourage you to send me your email address. You can send that to peopleofpurposepodcast at gmail.com. You can send a private message on our Instagram or Facebook pages at peopleofpurposepodcast. And yeah, with that, I'm going to begin talking about a quote from this book. I learned something hitchhiking that day. I learned that even though I needed a ride to get somewhere, I had a lot of power over who I'd hitch a ride with. I know it sounds simple, but life is like that. You become like the people you hang around, and to a great degree, you end up going wherever they're headed. When there is someone else behind the steering wheel, it needs to be someone you trust with your life because you've given a great deal of control over your life to them. All this is to say that we have a lot more power to decide who we do life with than some people think. What I've decided is a pretty good idea is to just ask people where they're going before they, you get in with them. If they aren't headed where you want to end up, just wait by the highway a little while longer. I think that quote really gets at how people can really shape you. And it reminds me of a quote from Tim Ferriss that Tim Ferriss always quotes. I think it's originally by Jim Rome, who is a like legendary life coach, um, about you are the result of the five closest friends in your life or the five people that you spend the most time with. Um, and I've really been trying to think about that over the past year, being very purposeful about who it is that's in my network that's lifting me up. And if someone isn't, get out of the car, Get out, get out onto the highway, 
and get behind the wheel with someone else. The next book I wanted to discuss is Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. This book was given to me by another person who was originally a stranger, then became probably my biggest mentor and role model I may have ever had. Unfortunately, he at the moment has decided to be out of my life, and I kind of am unclear of that of the explanation behind that. Um, I know that he struggles with a lot of mental health issues, and we've had um, some rocky points in our relationship, but we've also had mostly amazing, beautiful, wonderful moments in which we've gotten to know each other super well. I met this Minnesota Teacher of the Year in 19, he was a 1989 Minnesota Teacher of the Year, fourth grade teacher. I met him on a Greyhound bus as I was coming back to Kansas shortly after my concussion in the winter of 2015. One of the books he sent me last year is this book, Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. I think it's an amazing book that helps to, under, to explain a lot of the metaphysical understandings that, that really align with my value system in the world, how I conceptualize who or what God is, and how you can align yourself with all those gifts that God has given you. Emotion is energy in motion. When you move energy, you create effect. If you move through energy, you create matter. Matter is energy conglomerated moved around, shoved together. If you manipulate energy long enough in a certain way, you get matter. Every master understands this law. It is the alchemy of the universe. It is the secret of all life. Mm. So I'm thinking about how matter is energy conglomerated, meaning that this is people coming together. When people come together with a lot of positive energy, it creates movements and ripples and effects that are felt by all. And when you understand this, you have the secret sauce to the universe. You know how to move. Um, you know how to move people, and I think that is so at the core of what it takes to be a a person of purpose, a leader in the world, um, to to create the kind of change that you want to see in the world. The final book that I wanted to discuss was a book that I read on my trip to New York that I had mentioned earlier in this episode. I spent 10 days in New York and I read this book all the time. I read it twice actually and I underlined a lot of it. It's called Letters to a Young Poet by Rainer Maria Rilke. But only someone who is ready for everything, who doesn't exclude any experience, even the most incomprehensible, will live the relationship with another person as something alive and will himself sound the depths of his own being. Love that. To live as an artist, to let each impression and each embryo of a feeling come to completion entirely in itself, in the dark, in the unsayable, the unconscious, beyond the reach of one's own understanding, and with deep humility and patience, to wait for the hour when a new clarity is born. This alone is what it means to live as an artist in understanding as in creating. So with that, I encourage you all to go live as an artist, to really paint that canvas, to fill it with whatever kind of medium that, that fits you, and just really take hold of life and know that there's people that will be rooting for you, that will become part of your mission, and you will become part of theirs, and that team will be this, this master matter of energy that's really moving and shaking people around you 
to live with a greater sense of purpose and intentionality, and the world becomes a much more open, beautiful, loving, diverse, kind, wonderful place, I encourage you to share with me, to share with each other what it is that you can do to build a world-class network, team, and family. Share your successes, share your failures, and let's work together to build people of purpose into this world-class network, team, and family. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you can unlock your purpose and unleash your potential. Thank you once again, and here's to becoming people of purpose. Perhaps the most helpful, inspiring, and uplifting thing that you can do is leave your feedback. I would love to hear from you how People of Purpose is impacting your life. It's so energizing to know that someone out there in the world of the internet is listening to this thing we're creating. It's hard to know how the project is doing when there's not an audience in front of you to give immediate feedback. The weekly personal message or the occasional review is the most inspiring part of producing and publishing this show. It's oftentimes the most inspiring part of my week but we need more. Let me know what's resonating and what could use some improvement. If you have new ideas or a question you'd like to ask me, please don't hesitate. This is one instance in which you can exercise your personal power to shape the show. Consider yourself our freelance consultant. And don't forget, if you want to sign up for the POP newsletter or become a volunteer, please reach out. Email us at peopleofpurposepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com or leave a direct message through our Facebook or Instagram pages. Thank you for your support and listenership, and here's to becoming 